Hey, Cameron. Hey, what? Hey, Kelton. Why do gamers hate nature? Um, because uh, uh, the the virtual outdoors are much funner, and you can you get jetpacks because it's full of bugs. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, I just wanted to start us off with some humor because we're about to get into some really fucking tedious news. All right, here we go. So the Unity, the Unity engine is getting a new policy. So the gaming industry was sent into an uproar this week when Unity, the tech company behind the popular Unity engine, announced a new runtime fee on Tuesday. So, under this new policy, developers who use Unity's free tier of development services would owe Unity 20 cents per installation once their game hits thresholds of either 200,000 downloads or $200,000 in revenue. So, developers who pay over 2000 a year for the Unity Pro plan would have to hit higher thresholds and would pay lower fees, but this policy is set to go into place next year. So, this caused a tidal wave. Game developers across social media reacted, venting their frustrations about this. Among Us developer Innersloth said this would harm not only them, but fellow game studios of all budgets and sizes. Developer AgroCrab said this would ma- this made them fear that releasing a game on Game Pass with its 25 million subscribers could result in them incurring fees that would threaten the stability of their business. Jeez. This has resulted in a mass movement of developers who've been using Unity for years to switch to other engines such as Unreal, Godot, Solaris, and others. Cult of the Lamb developer Massive Monster tweeted that they plan to delete their game on January 1st before the new policy goes into place. Devolver stated that they that including what engine you're using is now an important part of game pitches because it can impact uh, the cost of, r- of running that game. So this raises a ton of issues. What about games offered for charity, like in Humble Bundles or on Game Pass, where millions of people can download and try a game? What about game demos? Fears have been raised about install bombing, where angry gamers could keep reinstalling your game if they wanted to try to rack you up some fees. So Unity has responded to some of these worries. A Unity spokesperson said that it will only charge on an initial installation per device, so if you reinstall a game twice on your PlayStation or PC or whatever, it will only count as once. But if you go install that same game on a different device, like your Switch, it will count twice. So games offered in charity bundles will be exempt from fees as long as developers inform Unity that their games are being offered that way. Fees coming from subscription services like Game Pass would be charged to the distributor, like Microsoft in the Game Pass example, and not the developers directly. And unless a demo is part of a full game, like Early Access, then there will be no fees on demos. So, big wave of drama across the whole industry with like tons of developers responding to this being like okay i'm not going to use unity anymore hey i've been using unity for 12 years and now i guess i need to find something new because this is really harmful towards like me trying to make my living making games and then looking into unity just as a company like there's been some drama there too because right before this announcement was made the unity ceo sold 2000 shares of his stock and that stock did see a drop from $39 to $36, a 10% drop after the policy was announced. But it should be noted that this is basically part of a, an overall trend this year where a lot of Unity higher-ups have been selling their stock. Uh, so this one, that one guy who sold 2,000 shares 
he also sold 50,000 shares earlier this year. And the company's board director, Shlomo Devrat, sold 68,000 shares back at the end of August. And the president of growth, Tomer Barzif, sold 37,000 shares at the start of this month. And the company has laid off around 600 employees this year. So Unity's year so far is just not looking very good. And then uh, I don't know if like a response to their company not doing well is this policy to try to make some more money. But, you know, it's not landing well with the game developers. And I think we're going to see less and less games made on Unity following this uh, this policy if it ends up going into place next year. Wow. Uh, yeah, that definitely screams of a place of uh, desperation for unity like it really seems like this wasn't just like oh i'm just trying to like money grub it seems like they desperately need money in order to stay afloat because why why would you like i feel like you're just de-incentivizing uh developers from using your engine because they could just go and use unreal for free you know what i mean i feel like that's uh that's really sad for unity um but also in terms of like uh download bombing or whatever if you fucking if you're just like an average joe taxpaying citizen who is taking time out of their busy day to fucking download <laughs> a game like hundreds of times just to spite or or like review bombing a movie or something fuck you you weird villainous creep like why why do you do these things guys just take up a hobby you know you could have used that time to get better at knitting or like watched a documentary or something. Read, read a book, you know, play a game. <laughs> you could think about how many you games are your backlog, man. And you spent two hours review bombing the Barbie movie. Relax. People have too much rage in their little bodies. Yeah, the install bombing thing is pretty mind boggling. Yeah, it's a shame. I hope that Unity walks back some of these policies or finds like a compromise or something where they can like I guess try to increase their profits. Uh, Dude, I, I don't know. I feel like they can't from the the sounds of their situation. You know, it seems like this is just like a desperate attempt to get as much money as possible before they fucking implode. <laughs> so yeah, guys, that it was the drama this week in the gaming world that I have seen yeah you love some juicy gamer drama some hot piping hot gamer tea if you know so many games are made in unity it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy when you start seeing like what tools were used and what games that you enjoy because i don't feel like a lot of people even you know pay that very much mind i know i don't (laughs) so (laughs) that's one of us that is one of us so all right the nintendo direct happened yesterday oh hell yeah and we i have a hot fucking plate of servings for you cameron Mm, serve me up papa the one that i'm most excited for is f-zero is back bitch (laughs) and it's a fucking battle royale f-zero 99 Uh, is coming back (laughs) i can rock with that i can rock with a battle royale of zero after almost 20 years of hiatus we've talked about f-zero on the fucking podcast before it's coming back. It it kind of fits into that like Mario ninety nine Tetris ninety nine where it's like the retro version of F Zero, but you have a hundred players racing, and you know one is going to come out on top at the end. It's going to be free to those with a Nintendo subscription, similar to those other two games. So yeah, F Zero ninety nine is coming, and it's coming on Thursday. That's actually kind of sick. 
I am such a huge fan of developers being like, here's a trailer for our game, but wait, it's out in a fucking week. I think that's so sick. That's so hype. I so hate hype. it. I hate it when they do like a Final Fantasy 15, like, hey, here's a trailer for this game. It's not going to be out for 20 fucking years, baby. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah, F-Zero, guys. I... I, I we've talked about F Zero so much on this on this podcast that I I'm gonna go play this game whenever it comes out. I'll go try F Zero. I don't think I even pay for a Nintendo subscription though, so you know maybe I won't play it. It is like three dollars a month, so it's not like know, a, a huge crippling debt. There was a couple of years where I was on the three month Nintendo plan, and every time I would forget about it, I'd be like, oh, I need to cancel that before it charges me again, and then it would just charge me again, like fifteen dollars or whatever it was, and then that just kept happening for so long that eventually. I, I broke through and I canceled the subscription. Good but for you, man. In other Nintendo news, a 2004 Game Boy Advance title is coming back. It's being remastered <sighs> for the Switch, Cameron. Can you guess yes. what it is? It's Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, my favorite Game Boy Advance game. It's Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Fuck! <laughs> I know, the game that saw Mario complete a series of platforming puzzles to reach Donkey Kong before he stole a bunch of wind-up Mario toys. Mario and Donkey Kong. It's being remade. Let's go. It's coming I, out February. I played the shit out of the, the DS version. I, I think it was like a sequel to that game. But that's a good game. I'm actually pretty stoked. I've never <laughs> played it. what I said, I'm pretty stoked about that. That's actually hype. Yeah, that's a bit, That's one of the big announcements. Game Boy Advance titles. I feel like I don't see those remastered very often. But Don Mario and Donkey Kong, or Mario vs. Donkey Kong, it's coming back, guys. Dude, we were talking about remastering uh, Game Boy Advance games Uh the last last episode i want to say i don't remember we're like the we're past. fucking we're game boy profits man we we're do come first from the zero era of this. game boy children yeah. all right so the new peach game got some details it got a title princess peach yeah. showtime so the gameplay of this it actually looks kind of like a classic kind of like 2d mario side scroller 2.5d i guess and you can go back and you can go like into the screen or whatever you know i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but like when mario reaches a crossroads and he can like move forward onto another track it looks like it kind of has that going on for it uh but yeah classic kind of mario looking style game but you're playing peach and she puts on different outfits like a detective outfit or like a nice big showstopper outfit that gives her new powers and abilities kind of like how mario eats all that random shit and gains powers so yeah mm -hmm. princess peach showtime coming out in march of next year I hope you're excited, guys, because I don't. This is Princess Peach's first game where she's gonna take the stage as the main protagonist. That's not her first game. She had one on DS. Fuck. So, <laughs> do your fucking research, Kelton. I thought it was her first game. My bad. Well, you're wrong. On you to other news. To Splatoon three. Wait, real quick. <laughs> Where's the Daisy game? Now, that would be a first. Just give me one Daisy game. That's all I'm saying. Okay, continue. Splatoon 3's single-player expansion. I want a Waluigi game. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Gotten, his, his, he's gotten enough spotlight. He, got, he has his fans. Give me some Daisy content. We're all begging for it. We're all yearning for it. Daisy is the Waluigi of the women. Okay? <laughs> She's so underlooked, it's crazy. <laughs> Splatoon she has, she says like one thing. Okay, Cameron, right. Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon three single player expansion is coming out spring of next year. I hope you're excited for that. But also, Cameron, a 2004 GameCube classic is being remade and it's being released next year. Can oh, you yeah? guess what the game is? 
It's Beautiful Joe. It's Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. It's being remade and is being re-released. Oh. 2024. so much better than Beautiful Joe. <laughs> people are hyped yeah. for this. I've never played Thousand Year Door, but from everything I'm seeing, people are very excited. It, Thousand Year Door was the sequel to the original Paper Mario. And yeah, it has like a really high review score back from 2004. So yeah. I played Thousand Year Door, but it was at a point in my life where I didn't know, didn't have access to like guides. And so I was just so dumb and young that I would just reach a, a point where I can't get past or a puzzle and I just would stop playing the game. That's That was a real time in people's lives, gamers, where you just, you hit a wall and it was literally impossible to keep playing that game because you did not have the resources to see how to fix a puzzle or something. I have a lot of memories of like getting to uh, a point like that and then just like kind of just like almost like you're vacuuming, just like slowly going around the whole area. <laughs> Doing, interacting <laughs> with every possible thing until you're just like, you know what? I'm I'm 12 years old, so I don't have the patience for this. So fuck this game, I guess. <laughs> Which I imagine is a really fun thing for your parents who buy the game for you. And then you're like, yeah, I actually can't play this, Mom. Sorry. Sorry. Little Cameron's too dumb for Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, Mom. Yeah, you made a dumb one, Mom. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. But on the class- on the topic of classic games, all three classic Tomb Raider games are being, lo- are being re- released on the switch these have previously been re-released on pc and mobile to lackluster reviews i think due to the controls but now they're coming to switch guys hopefully they have a little more polish on them i've never played any of the original tomb raiders i actually came into that series with the 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 re-launch the reboot 2013 one but but the ones with the pixel chest are coming to switch nice yes more uh hexagonal boobs in video mm. games please the people uh, are clamoring i did not grab the release date for when these are coming guys but just i hope they're coming for you guys soon because i Bad probably journalist. won't be playing them warioware move it got a new trailer and nice. exciting guys dave the diver is coming to switch october 26th if you have not played dave the diver then buy this game on your switch play it it's good it's great it's really fucking juicy and long it's worth every dollar both juicy and long dave the diver adjectives i look for in all my games i guess i mean that it's like there is so much to this game it's crazy like it feels like such a giant game for like what is like 20 dollars or something like there this game has so much to offer you and it's really funny which i i didn't expect there's a lot of charm in dave the diver i can't recommend dave the diver enough Hell yeah. I have yet to pick it up, and we've talked about it, like, a lot. And so I'm super stoked to play this on Switch. Whenever I see, like, an indie game that I'm really excited to play, but it's, like, strictly for PC, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll play it. But then, like, when it comes out on Switch, I'm like, oh, baby, time to fucking grind out this game. Really put the, the stress test to it. I only pick up my Switch, like, once every year for whatever the hype title is. Smelly. Smelly. You smelly little man. So, last up on the Nintendo plate, we have the sixth and final Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC launching this holiday season. It's going to have Funky Kong in it. And I hope that with this being the final DLC pack, that means they're going to shift focus onto Mario Kart 9. Or Double Dash 2. Oh, I love that idea. I love where your head's at, Kelton. I love where your stinky little head is at. So, 
now uh i guess well the state the sony state of play is happening after me and cameron record this so we will hop back into right now uh from the future and so you know here's me and cameron from the future and we are in the future guys so the state of play has happened now final fantasy 7 rebirth is coming out february 29th 2024 a trailer revealed the game will be released on two separate discs and is not going to conclude the final fantasy 7 story so there will be more final fantasy 7 games and yeah this trailer looked awesome i'm excited I also, final fantasy 7 remake man it's really I, good i do want to say we are wearing those cool horizontal like uh stark star trek glasses you know what i mean that are just like a bar because we're in the future we are yeah we're in the future and i want to say that later in this episode cameron says some bullshit about square enix only releasing two good final <laughs> fantasy games that's bullshit bro there's a lot of good final fantasy games out there's there like too so yeah there's, sorry there's like three. in this episode when you hear final when you hear him slander final fantasy fucking frown Nah, along nah, with, nah, along nah. past with cameron me. knew exactly what he was talking about past cameron is a really smart guy future cameron would know Future Cameron should also know that a new Spider-Man 2 trailer was revealed, and this kind of showed off a really cool fast travel system that was I thought was really dope. It's like when you're looking down at the map in the in the menu, you can like pick on a city, and the f- camera zooms in on the city, and suddenly you're swinging through it. I thought that was really dope. It also revealed that the game will have over 65 different spider suits, and I know some people are like, oh, because. That game has a lot of spider suits, and photo mode is such a big part of that game that I think mm-hmm. people are going to be really excited to be swapping their suit all around. Me, personally, I usually just find one right at the start and just <laughs> stick with that for the rest of the game. Dude, my favorite suit was literally the default skin in the last game. I don't remember what mine was, I but I, it was probably something one. off the bat. But yeah. I'm not much of a fashionista when it comes to video games. I I'm, I'm just... I don't know. I don't know. I'm a basic bitch. Next up, Resident Evil 4 <laughs> Separate Ways DLC is coming out next week. This will show what Ada Wong was doing during the events of the story. This will be a paid DLC. And yeah, releasing next week. I think this will be really exciting for everyone who big longtime fans of Resident Evil 4. And the Resident Evil 4 remake was great. So I have high hopes for this Separate Ways DLC. And Ada Wong, longtime character in the Resident Evil series, she's always really intriguing. She kind of like walks a, a neutral line of being bad and good. So yeah, find out what she was up to during the story. Cool. Resident Evil 4 Remake is also getting a PSVR 2 mode this winter. So for everyone wanting to get scared, I know everything is way worse in VR in terms of like how scary everything is. Just like... Having to keep your head on a swivel sucks. So yeah, if you're looking to have a scary time, uh, you will this winter. Whenever Wasn't this that already uh, VR, a, a VR thing wasn't. Uh, I believe Resident Evil Eight, or oh maybe maybe it the was the original like, one. The yeah. original, yeah. So this will be the remake. Right. So now now your eyes in VR will be pleased with how clean everything looks. I feel like if I played the original RE4 in VR, I would throw up like immediately. <laughs> I was throwing up with excitement when I saw that Helldivers 2 is coming to PS5 and PC next year, February 8th, 2024. You know, I am right there with you on that uh, excitement-induced nausea, man, because fuck yeah, Helldivers 2 looks sick as hell. It reminds me of Lost Planet. Did you ever play Lost Planet? I did. I did. And I think Helldivers was a really cool little gem of a game, but it seems like they're really uh, bringing that series to a new height with Helldivers 2. With, I agree. Uh, the revamps. 
I yeah, totally hell, agree with that. If you're out there and you're interested in hell divers, uh, I'm sure we'll have more on that uh, closer to the release date when we get more information on it. But yeah, hell divers two coming out next year. I'll probably play Cameron, that game for more than forty minutes. Honestly, I I'm pretty sure we can play it together, and yeah, it would be a fun game to play together. For more anyone than else, would minutes. be a fun game to play together. Cameron, hmm. Foam Stars, <laughs> and Foam Stars is getting an open beta on the PS5 September 29th and this open beta is going until October 1st so that's only going to be two to three days but I know that you were dying to play Foam Stars at PAX you didn't get the chance we can hop into Foam Stars together September 29th until October 1st on our PS5s let's get all foamy and sudsy two weeks away with the boys foamy and sudsy with the boys guys Foam Stars if you guys like Splatoon or any passing interest in Splatoon uh, then check out Foam Stars looks to be a fun game Another game that looks to be fun, Ghost Runner 2. This game, uh, uh, someone at PAX was telling me that Ghost Runner 2 is the most impressive game they've seen in the last year and that I needed to keep my eye on it. Well, Ghost Runner 2's demo is now available on the PS5. If you guys want to go play Ghost Runner 2 and see what all that hype that guy was telling me about was, then you can you can go do that right now. Ghost Runner was my second favorite release of 2020, right behind Hades. Fun fact. Wow, I never played the original Ghost Runner, but I'm, it's getting a it's lot of hype. It's so good. It's so, so good. So yeah, it's going to wrap up everything that I gathered from the play. Did you gather anything from the state of play other than those things? Not too, too much that you didn't already cover. So yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked. My highlights are Ghost Runner 2 looks really fucking cool, and Spider-Man, it looks like Spider-Man. So we are on track for me being a happy customer. So before we throw it back to past versions of ourselves, do you think Nintendo or PlayStation won today? Uh, I mean, like, neither of them are very, like, fucking mind-blowing, I guess. It's just kind of like... I mean, uh, like, Nintendo was what? It was F-Zero and... uh, The two remakes? The two re- remakes. I think, honestly, it's State of Play won. I, th- I think there's just more variety. Because it had remakes... It had cool new IPs, or not new IPs, but like new additions to series with like Ghost Runner 2. And Helldivers makes me genuinely really excited. So I'm going to say stay to play. Did you know that Mario, Super Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2 come out on the same day? You're going to have to pick which pill you want to swallow. <laughs> and that's going to be the red pill, baby Spider-Man. So uh, time to throw it back to past Cameron and Kelton. Thanks, guys. And we're back to the past. Lies of P embargo was lifted for reviews. This game comes out next week, September 19th, and the reviews are good, people. It's currently sitting in the mid-80s for average. Critics are praising the way it not only capitalizes on the Souls genre, but improves it in some ways. Sounds like they've made it a little bit more accessible uh, while not losing some difficulty. And out of all the Souls games... It seems like people are mainly pain, uh, pointing to Bloodborne as the main uh, one to liken it to. And some are calling it the best Souls game that isn't from From Software. And when I was looking at negative reviews, they're mainly pointing to the Pinocchio story feeling as something we've already you know, seen or read already. And everything doesn't really feel like, a, like something new is being brought to the story. Which I found that surprising just because it seems like a horror retelling of Pinocchio, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, have you seen Pinocchio, man? This is probably like lighter fare than the actual Pinocchio story. I've also seen the game lacks a level of polish. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. Are you gonna get this game, Cameron? I feel like you I'm said abs- you were really excited. 
I'm absolutely going to get this game. Well, this game... We'll have first impressions from Cameron. Yes. So, so look forward to that. Cameron will play the first 40 minutes of it, and mm-hmm. we'll get to talk about that first 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I will never play the game ever again. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, baby. The Cameron I'll be far way. too busy playing Tetris. The Cameron way. <laughs> All the right. King. The King. Next up, Square Enix has reportedly lost $2 billion in value since the launch of Final Fantasy 16 in June. The company's shares have plummeted nearly 30% to their lowest point since May of last year. Square Enix told IGN in July that Final Fantasy 16 sales were extremely strong, but another source told IGN that the game's sales had lowered considerably since launch, but not to the point of the game being considered a disaster. A Bloomberg report showed that the company had a sharp decline in profits this year with final 16 being unable to make up for the poor performances of previous square flops such as marvel's the avengers and forespoken as well as some mobile games that have already been delisted such as bravely default brilliant lights and echoes of mana so yes square enix looks to be in a little rough spot it might need to go undergo some company reorganization or something but but yeah not looking good for our square boys Gotta be honest, man. I I really don't give a shit about Square Enix. I care about Kingdom Hearts, like ten years ago, and that that is pretty much everything. I mean, some Final Fantasy, but like, man, when you make fifteen games and two of them are good, you just gotta wonder. Maybe it's just the fact that you just got lucky <laughs> two out of fifteen times. On the topic of uh, Kingdom Hearts, they just announced the final. That's amiibo. a that's a thirteen percent success rate. Final Just amiibo for the people running the numbers. Smash Bros is going to be Sora. Forgot to mention that, but yeah, I, I like Square Enix mainly because you know Final Fantasy and uh, Kingdom Hearts. The, I really love those series, so I don't I don't like to see them fail. But looking at games like Marvel's Avengers and Forspoken, those games were so rough that it's kind of like, hmm, why are you guys so good at Final Fantasy but so bad at like all these other things, man? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I don't so. want to see anyone fail. I just don't want to see bad games be made. That's all I'm saying. I Final I mean, Square Enix clearly has some little nugget of talent tucked away in, in their massive corporation, but I just I want to see that flourish. You know, I want to I want to get another Kingdom Hearts too. You know, I want to play a Final Fantasy VI, even though I, I have yet to play the remake. So I guess I should just do that. You should while I wait for another good game. Next up, Stig Asmussen has left EA. The director behind Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor is leaving Respawn and EA. Asmussen has been a director at Respawn since 2014. Before that, he worked at Sony Interactive Entertainment, where he worked on the God of War series, even leading God of War 3. Asmussen did say previously that he wanted to make the Jedi games a trilogy, so it is sad to see him leave before he could complete this vision. I feel like those that is going to be a trilogy, though, or even more than a trilogy, just because yeah, Jedi Survivor was a success. At least it seemed like that. Yeah, I would be pretty shocked if they didn't do a third one because it just seems like they're very consistent games. Like I feel like people like like them a decent amount, and so it's like yeah, you may as well even if it's not like worst case scenario, you make a decent bag. Best case scenario, it fucking blows up and becomes a really successful game. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, this guy. Wonder where he's going next. He's not dead. 
He's, he's alive and well. He's left respawn. He, his life is fucking over if he's not at respawn. He did not share where his plans to go next were. Probably hell. That's where he, <laughs> Six his plans feet. are. Dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's sad, you know. But you know, I don't know. Who knows? You know, right, I Cameron. Don't. I don't know Stig and Moose's plan. Unfortunately, it's a fun name. I though. wish him the best. I also wish him the best. I wish him the worst. Stig, so. my arch nemesis. <laughs> Spyro is celebrating its 25th anniversary this week. Spyro the Dragon released September 9th, 1998 by Insomniac Games. They would then go on to release Spyro 2 Rifter's Rage the next year in 1999. And then they would release the third and final game, Spyro Year of the Dragon, the next year in 2000. What a three-year run. After that... Insomniac Games would let go of the series as they moved on to other things and, like, a lot of different studios. Spyro would pass through a lot of different studios' hands before eventually getting the, like, uh, original trilogy remaster from Toys Toys uh, from Bob. But yeah, Spyro, I love those first three games. They are some of my favorite games of all time. I've replayed them countless times, and I am honestly so impressed that they were made in the span of three years. It's crazy to me, but... Games were just different back then, you know? Platformers were being pumped out, especially fucking mascot platformers. Holy shit. Mascot platformers. The mascot plat. Um, I want You know how I got, Crash got a new game? Crash huh? 4 or whatever? Crash yeah. Bandicoot? I want Spyro to get a new game, man. Where's the Spyro game? Where's the fucking <sighs> Spyro game? They already did the fucking remake, man. Yeah, so I, give those people a chance to make a fourth Spyro game. I gotta be honest, man. I really don't give a shit about Spyro. I never, love never Spyro. played it as a kid. I played the remake, and I was like, dude, I just do not fucking. I get platinumed it. all three fucking games in the remake. That's three platinums for those that trilogy. I'm really, I'm really happy for you. Spyro's that so awesome. awesome, dude. The fucking ah. music. Woo! Yeah, it's more so the gameplay is my biggest thing. Just perfect I'm sure gameplay. the soundtrack is the awesome. skateboarding. Oh my god. It just doesn't make sense. Why are you skateboarding as a dragon? Because skateboarding games were fucking cool in the 90s. You're quadrupedal. Yeah. And you're doing kickflips. It's even <laughs> it more impressive. Spyro's fucking dope. It's it's I it's I it's not my jam. If you guys like it, that's totally fine. Microsoft is about to you. own this series. I hope they make a new one. Sure. I also, you know what I think they should make is a fucking Jack and Daxter game. That's what I think. I think that Jack would be rad as fuck. I don't know if Naughty Dog. That's ever got even skateboarding gave away. too. <laughs> yeah, but Spyro ran or walked so the Jack and Daxter could run. And I've also played all the Jack and Daxter games, and I don't believe those are as enjoyable. That well, series looks like it's know. also been handed around a few several studios. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Passed around like a common whore. Jack and Daxter, The Last Frontier, was released in 2009. <laughs> fun. Fun, fun, fun. Very fun. You got any more news? Uh, that is going to do it, really, for the news. You know? Yeah, man. So, yeah. Awesome. It's been a solid cool. week. And, uh, and yeah. Totally agree. You want to talk about what we've been playing? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can briefly talk into that, because this episode is going to be layered with the Sony State of Play return. I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Starfield and Tetris and Super Smash Brothers. I've been playing Starfield and Sea of Stars and Clash oh, of Clans. Yeah. Dude, hell yeah, dude! Brother. I just saw the zombies. There's a Call of Duty sale right now. 
or there's like a bunch of sales on the PlayStation Store, and I saw the Call of Duty Zombies Chronicles Deluxe is on sale for forty dollars, <laughs> and that includes like fifteen zombies maps. Very tempted. Do it, man. But then take the shot. You know, if you if you buy a Call of Duty on PC on Steam, then you can download the modded custom maps. That's that sounds way better. Yeah, exactly. Lots of different uh, temptations here. I also was like, Call of Duty Ghost is on sale, and I don't know if you played that uh, alien mode, but I really liked the alien mode. God, you played Ghost? Oh, yeah. That was a launch title for Xbox One. It was only Call of Duty available. That doesn't mean you have to pay for it. There's a lot of other good Call of Duties that you could have played. But it was like, if you want, if you bought an Xbox One or a PS4 and you wanted to play the, 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 the next-gen experience of Call of Duty, that was the one. God, I, remember, I played that one, and I was like, wow. I'm like 14 and don't want to play this Call of Duty. And that's uh, that's saying a lot because their whole thing was, here's Call of Duty, a game for 14-year-olds. Yeah, I remember the Xbox One. I played a lot of Titanfall, Call of Duty Ghosts, and like Rise, Son of Rome, and some Dead Dead Rising 3. Those were like... Dude, all you had a choice between titles. Titanfall and Call of Duty Ghost, and you played Call of Duty Ghost. I mean, I mainly played Titanfall. Shame on you. But, you know, like I said, the alien mode in Ghosts. That's sure fine. thing. Whatever you got to say to justify your cruel, cruel Whatever mistake. Whatever I got to say. I agree. Uh, signing off? Signing off, guys. Thanks again. Signing we'll off. see you next Friday with episode... Mission complete. This is also episode 10. So we have 10 laps around the week, Cameron. 10, <laughs> ten laps around the week. The world has spun around the week we 10 could even, times. We could, we could be like a video game and say this is press Y, X. Yeah. X. Hell yeah. And Y. XY. Nice. YX. This is press YX. Sure thing. Thanks for listening, the X guys. Means 10. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> press YX. Yeah. See you next time, gamers. See you next time. Bow, bow, bow. Like, because the X means 10. Because the X. <laughs> like an Xbox? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> nice.